And I swear to you, I said to myself, what has our world become? Yeah, right? You'd think people would be nicer after all, a COVID or everything. What has our world but... become? It's actually really sad. And you mm. want to know who I really feel sad for is my kids and my grandkids. Mm-hmm. Because if it's like that now, what's going to happen in 20 years? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to What's Up, Cuz. I am your co-host, Erica Spera. And I'm Lisa Velastro. And we've got another great episode for you guys this week. Thanks so much for emailing in. If you want to send us an email that we could talk about on the podcast, it's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. That's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. So as always, what's new? Lisa, what's going on? Everything's going pretty great. Um, tell you the truth, I finally got an appointment to go to the DMV. Uh, my license expired and I know that, you know, you can mail it in the mail and they'll send you a new one. But, you know, now that they have that real ID that you could travel with, I figured, let me make an appointment. Might as well, you know, get it over with. You're going to need it to travel anyway. And so I did. And um, I got an appointment. It took about a month or so, but I got in and I figured being that we're still in this COVID world, when you make an appointment you know, you're, you're pretty much in and out within an hour. You right, they're not overbooking. Not overbooking, exactly. Especially because it took like over a month to get an appointment. Mm-hmm. So I get there, listen to this story. I get there and the first process is you wait outside in line. And uh, apparently there's like maybe like, I don't know, maybe six to 10 people that have that same appointment slot as you do. Okay. And, you know, let in like five at a time or something. Yeah. So they they ask you to get there 15 minutes before your appointment. So I followed all the instructions Mm -hmm. because, again, I know how, you know, DMVs could be. Mm -hmm. So I get there and I'm standing in line, bunch of people in line. All of a sudden, you know, I'm watching and security guard comes out. And there's these other poor people that obviously, you know, don't know that you have to make an appointment. So he keeps encountering these people outside. Yeah. And I'm watching the way he's speaking to them. And as he's walking away, me and the other person in line are laughing at each other saying, wow, you could tell he doesn't like his job. Yeah, right. Because it's just he's just degrading people the way they're, he's talking to them. He's like, I'm only going to tell you once. And no, this is what I told you to do. And I'm like, oh, my God, these poor people, like, you know, chill out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But again, I didn't say nothing because you're you're at a government place and you don't want to piss anybody off because then they're going to turn you away and mm-hmm. who knows oh yeah when you you make anyone mad they could just not do your paperwork and exactly they don't care. Yeah. exactly so standing in line and finally i'm, I'm like number two to go in mm-hmm. and all of a sudden this poor lady comes up and you know of course you know she encounters a security guard out there and she's like oh i was told from this dnv location to come here my boys need licenses um, from again, she's telling the whole story in front of everyone. So it's not like I was eavesdropping. It's yeah. just everyone was there to listen. And she's like, you know, they took their road test 30 days ago. I just need them to get a physical license. He goes, well, you know, you could drive for 60 days with that paper. She's like, I understand, but we're already 30 days in. The other location told yeah. me to come here for a license. He's like, well, you're not getting a license here today, ma'am. Um, if you want me to explain to you where you could go and what you can do, go get your two kids so I could explain it to you. She goes, but I don't understand. Like the guy at the other location told me to come here. So I did. Ma'am, you're not getting a license today. If you want me to explain to you. Jesus. I was like, oh, my God. So she's like, 
okay, but why do you need my two kids here to explain it? Can you explain it to me? He yeah. goes, I guess, but I'm only going to tell you once. <laughs> and, I, and I'm saying to myself, if anyone ever spoke to me this way, I, I wanted to actually applaud her because she kept her cool. Yeah. She didn't say nothing nasty. She listened to this person basically degrade her in front of everybody. Right. And she said thank you and walked away. I, I wanted to like go give her a hug because I'm like, wow, I, I don't know if I would have had the patience to do that. Right. So again, I didn't say nothing. Now it's my turn to go inside. And the first line is they check for your appointment time to make sure you had an appointment. Oh, okay. Then you move on to the next line. That's where they check if you have your six points. Mm-hmm. Now, I was there for the real ID, which is, I think the extra thing you needed was like your social security card or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like for a passport, you need the social card, Yeah, right? it yeah. was like something out of the ordinary. Like for your license, you need six points, but it's a different type of six points. So I get there. I, I go up to the, to you know, you wait another line. Mm-hmm. Finally, you know, the lady calls you in. You show her all the stuff that you have. And then you wait in this like ball pit of people. Hmm. But as you're waiting in this ball pit, you're watching everyone else go up to the window. And I felt bad for this one person. You know, you could tell that he was, um, he wasn't good with the English language. Yeah. And he was trying his best. You know, he was there. Anyone that was there that day was for a license. Because that location was for licenses and real IDs. Mm -hmm. Which um, you think would make it more efficient. Oh, yeah. yeah, But never. Yeah. (laughs) So here I am watching this poor man. And, you know, he's given the lady the, the the papers he has. Mind you, it's already hard to listen to people because you have masks on. Right, and, and there's glass, in right? front of the mask, there's these plexiglasses. Yeah. So you're really trying to listen. Mm-hmm. You have this man that barely speaks English, which I felt horrible for. Mm-hmm. And you have the woman that's supposed to be helping you, basically going to the man, you have mail, you have mail. That's what she kept repeating. And he thought she was saying email on his phone. So uh, he kept showing her his phone. And she's like, no, mail, mail. I wanted so bad to go oh up God. to him and say, she's asking for address notification. Yeah. But I was afraid to get involved because, you know, you got to stay six feet apart. You, yeah. But when I tell you I felt horrible for this guy, this went on for a good solid, I want to say almost two minutes. Yeah, I'm sure everyone felt bad for him. Yeah, we were all looking at each other. Mm. So then the lady gets up and calls another lady, comes to the window, and the other lady said, sir, do you have proof of address? Right. That he understood. Yeah. He went in his bag, took out, oh, I guess, mail, and showed it to them. And I'm saying to myself, but all this woman had to do was reword. She saw that the man basically did not speak good English. Reword it for him. Why you got to yell at him? Right. Like every single person I encountered in that DMV was nasty. Mm-hmm. I could honestly tell you every single one. Hmm. And well, it's, it's just sad. It's it, just really, really sad. It actually reminds me of like when I've traveled overseas or you're just somewhere that has like a different language. And you'll hear people like say something and the other person doesn't understand because they're speaking English. And then they just say it louder. Yeah. And you're like, it's, they're not, that's not going to help them understand. Yeah. They heard what you said. Yeah. Like you just have to, <laughs> you have to use a different word. And, and I have to be honest, maybe it was just my own luck, but every customer that was in there, every single one that got nasty 
because I, when I tell you every single person that was working there was nasty, mm-hmm. there was not one customer that was nasty back. I have to be honest with you. Yeah, because the customer has no power in that situation. There was not one. <laughs> there was actually another customer that I also saw that he went to another person for an ID check, mm-hmm. and he was there for the real ID, but he only had enough points for the real for the license. Right. So he wasn't understanding like what was he missing like right. that. What was the difference? And instead of her explaining it to him. She was yelling at him that he had to actually turn around to her and say, ma'am, you're throwing a lot of information at me at once. Mm-hmm. Please calm down. Right. Like, you would think that the roles were reverse. Like, <laughs> the poor customer is telling the worker yeah. to calm down for the way she's speaking to him. Oh, for sure. I was, I was so turned off that I actually came home that night and said to my husband, you want to hit reality TV show? Reality DMV. I mean, yeah. That honestly. would be a hit number one show. Everybody has. Everybody, you could do, actually, you could do like a travel around the world DMV. Oh my God. Like not even, I mean, just around e- the States. Erica, what I experienced in the three hours that I was in there, besides the fact that I had an appointment, but I was still in there for three yeah. hours, was absolutely actually disgusting. And I swear to you, I said to myself, what has our world become? Yeah, right? You'd think people would be nicer after all a COVID or everything. What has our world but... become? It's actually really sad. And you mm. want to know who I really feel sad for is my kids and my grandkids. Mm-hmm. Because if it's like that now, what's going to happen in 20 years? I don't know. But did you have any problems with your paperwork? I did not. But I have to be honest, I was so stressed out from listening to all these poor people and standing there for three hours after I had an appointment and I knew I couldn't say anything. The minute you're nasty or you even ask a question, they'll put you at the end of the line Mm -hmm. that I kept it all in that I swear to I left there with a migraine headache. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just or the minute they get like accusatory with you yeah. and you're and then you start to second guess yourself yeah you're like i looked up all the papers i brought mm-hmm. everything you're like uh, 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 like it's jarring yeah and they and it's just it's interesting because they act like don't you know this and it's like no i don't work here i don't work at the dmv and, and do you know that <laughs> when i got to the final window where they take your picture and everything do you know the lady that was helping me and there was another lady working that was behind her she must have been a supervisor they were arguing they were actually <laughs> arguing and i'm saying to myself is this really happening today? Is anyone in this place happy? Yeah, no. Does anyone here like their job? No, nobody does. I've never been, I've never met a happy DMV person personally, but. Uh, Then they really shouldn't be working for DMV. (laughs) I get it. It's a high stressful job, but by being nasty doesn't make it any better. Yeah. Or it's just, I mean, the biggest thing is they assume, you know, and it's like, imagine if you went to a doctor that talked to you, like, you don't know this. It's like, no, I didn't go to med school. Exactly. <laughs> like with any job, you're just like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't take the training thing because you know what else actually gets a little nasty I've found is the post office because it's another thing that it's like, I don't, and I don't know if it's because of my age that they automatically assume like, oh, this dumb kid never really mailed stuff. Like, mm-hmm. cause I had to mail like a package and it was like a t-shirt. So it's in, you know, when you get clothes and they come in like that kind of sealed bag. Yeah. So it's like a waterproof bag, whatever. But I did it myself. So I did that. I put the address on and I used this website that printed the label and everything. And it printed like the shipping cost. But for me to make sure I went to the post office to be like, is this enough postage? Because it was the first time I was mailing one. Yeah. And it's like, they give you so much attitude. And I was like, I did all the work. Yeah. I was like, all I, I just needed you to weigh it and be like, yes, this is correct. No, it's not correct. But they look at you, they're like, yeah, no, it's not right. I'm like, 
okay, what do we need to do? Yeah. Like, I'm here to ship this, so... Extra, I don't know if it's not- all government agencies that feel like they have the upper hand, mm-hmm. but I was raised with you treat people with respect. If you want respect, you give respect. And until someone doesn't respect me, yeah. then I'm not going to lie. If someone gives me an attitude, I have no problem giving it back. Yeah, But <laughs> you got to give me the attitude first. Because in my in my world, we were all born the same way. We're all going to die the same way. Mm-hmm. That's the way I feel. I have. <laughs> okay. I was, I was sort of, I kind of lost my cool, but I didn't yell or anything. I just, I got a little testy of, I was supposed to get an MRI one morning and I have the type of insurance that you hit a deductible. Uh-huh. So when you hit the deductible, then everything is paid for, but you pay till the yeah. deductible. So we hit the deductible and there was this MRI I needed because I had heart surgery as a baby. So I get it every once a uh, mm-hmm. couple years. So my mom was like, you hit the deductible. You need to get an appointment before end of the year. And it's like, it's already December. So yeah. I'm like, okay. So I make an appointment, blah, blah, blah. The morning of my appointment, I have a voicemail on my phone. I wake up and it's like, hey, the machine you were supposed to come in for is currently down. Like, we'll notify you. Or they didn't even say if we'll notify you. They're like, it's currently down. You know, it might not be up by the time of your appointment. So I call the place like 10 times. Like all morning, all morning. Because I'm like, well, I'm going on my way to work. so But I'm still going to go. Because I'm like, well, I don't want to miss the appointment. So let's see. So I keep calling, leaving, trying to leave a message. No one calls me back. I try a different number. I get transferred to the same number. No one answers the phone. Oh, God. And at the time, I'm a receptionist as part of my job. I'm like a reception office assistant. And my job is answer the phone. And I take care of all the little office stuff. So I go in. I go to the counter. And I'm immediately like, hi. I said, I'm supposed to have an appointment today. They called me and said the machine was down. I don't know if it's back running. And... The woman's like, yeah, the machine's down. That's why they called you. And I was like, yeah, but I kept calling back to make sure because if it was up, I didn't want to miss my appointment. I need to get it in, you know, before blah, blah, blah. I was like, or I want to reschedule one. When can I come back? And she gave me all this attitude. And then I was just like, yeah, I just, I need to reschedule. And she was like, you can come back tomorrow if the machine is up and running. We'll call you. And I was like, okay. I said, and I checked the number. I said, is this the number I'm supposed to call? I said, because I called it all morning and no one answered. And she was like, yeah, that's the number. And I was like, oh, okay. And then she was still saying something. I dialed the number and called it. And she's standing there. The phone is ringing, doesn't answer it. And then all of a sudden she looks at the phone and she looks at me and she goes, are you calling me? I said, are you going to answer the phone? Uh. She was like, she gave me this look, but I was like, I've been calling all morning. I was like, I had to take off of work to come here. I was like, so yeah, I'm just checking that this is the right number because no one's calling me back and no one's answering the phone. And she was like, and she just gave me this look, but I was like, but I'll see you tomorrow. And then as I left, there was like a desk that was right nearby. I go to that desk and I was like, hey, I was like, um, I heard the machines down, blah, blah, blah. I was really nice. I was like, can I get your number in case they're not answering over there that you could check for me? And they were like, yeah, here's my number. Like, this person was so nice. Yeah, it's old who you get. I'm telling you. It That's really why is. I feel like if you don't like your job, change it. I mean, it worked. I got my MRI, but I, d- I don't recommend getting nasty with people, but I understand when you're just like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I've had I enough. get it. Um, all right. I totally get it. So we have some questions today we're going to go to. So thank you guys so much for emailing in. Uh, if you want to send us a question, it's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. It's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. Okay. So first one, the Instagram I. Dear cuz. I always catch my husband looking at almost naked women's pages on Instagram. It happens often and every time he says he's going to stop, but he never does. It makes me so uncomfortable when I find it. 
what do you think I should do for him to take me more seriously? Thanks. So I think she's seeing that he like will like the pictures. I'm right. guessing is what she's well, saying. Well, there's there's a difference with looking and liking in my <laughs> that eyes. That is very true. That is very true. Um, listen, everyone has eyes. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, yeah. if you think that whether you're a woman or a man and not going to look, then you're only you're only kidding yourself. Yeah. It's um, it's human. It's only human nature. Right. Or you watch a movie, there's a hot scene, exactly. someone with a shirt off. I'm looking at the scene. Yeah. You know? Like, let's I'm be watching honest. a movie. <laughs> the, it's only natural. Yeah. Let's put it that way. It's only natural. But like I said, there's a difference between looking and liking. Mm-hmm. And I'm the type of person I'd rather know than hide something from me. So if my husband's scrolling through, you know, Instagram or whatever the hell are the social medias or TVs or yeah. and he's like, oh, she's hot. Yeah, she's hot. You know, <laughs> and yeah. vice versa. If All I'm right. watching a movie with him or I'm like, oh, he's hot. Yeah, he's hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's only natural. Mm-hmm. But. If he's actually on the phone liking pictures of women, then that's a little sketchy to me. That's a little, mm-hmm. not, not, I shouldn't say sketchy. That's a little disrespectful. Right. Um, we all know that we all have eyes and it's only natural. But when you're actually taking the time to like a picture, that's crossing the line a little bit in mm-hmm. my eyes. Yeah, you don't have to publicly like it. Exactly. It's you know it's funny. I have a, a couple of guy friends that are married, and one is married, and I and I put up a picture that I just I looked good, and he when I ran into him, he was like he was like oh he's like that was a really nice outfit by the way. He goes, I mean I didn't like it because married man like, but he already uh-huh. in his head was just like I don't like women's photos that are not like my wife, and it was such this like loyalty thing, but it was really really sweet like, and it yeah. wasn't like I was in something super revealing, you know. Yeah, but he just yeah. was like oh you look good yeah. like. Which is nice to hear, but exactly, there's a line you just don't cross. Yeah, I know it's it's impossible to say you can't look at these pages because no, I'm like but it's you're only in kidding yourself. It all just pops up. You just keep scrolling. There's yeah. nothing you can do. And if you think your significant other is not looking, then you really should get into with reality. <laughs> yeah, they're looking. Or it's like um, a lot of women do get insecure about this, and I've felt this before a little bit too. Of like. Okay, say, you know, your boyfriend, husband, is you catch him looking at uh, Instagram. So for me, I'm brunette and I'm tall. Mm-hmm. So let's say I catch him looking at a, a very small, petite, blonde woman. A lot of women will get in their head of like, oh, he doesn't like what I look like. That's what he likes, what mm-hmm. it looks like. And then they suddenly feel self-conscious of like their own body and their own looks. And it's like, let me tell you, most men, not picky. <laughs> like, yeah. But it's I've been in that realm too where you're like, wait a minute. Or like you see an ex-girlfriend, you're like, well, that's, is that more your type or am I more your type? Like kind of that game in your head, which is also not healthy to play. And it doesn't mean anything. It's just like, no, people are hot. People can be hot. Exactly. Doing anything. Blonde hair, brown hair, black hair. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Well, that's even like, um, you know, you all have preferences and I've been with friends and say like, you know, an actor or someone pops up and they're like, oh my God, he's my favorite. That's my type. And I'll be like, that's not my type, but he's hot. (laughs) You can still, like, you can still recognize like, yeah, that's a good looking dude. Like, I see why you like him. Like, not my type. Just because someone is good looking doesn't mean that you want to like do something with them or, yeah, or you're going to do something. Exactly. You could just acknowledge that someone is a good looking person. Right. Or here's a big thing with Instagram. Okay. Let me throw you a question. How would you feel if it was your man following someone, let's say they follow someone that they don't know, that's a very attractive woman, who isn't, like, famous, though? 
who isn't famous. So it's like, like a lot of times this, like I'm imagining the Instagram models, right? Mm-hmm. Like if my boyfriend's following some Instagram model that has like 60,000 followers or something, right? I'm like, well, clearly you're not the only guy following this my girl. husband probably is I have to be <laughs> honest but i don't really check like I, I i trust my husband and if he is and, and then he is like I, I don't know i don't go that far if i have right. to go that far and checking my husband's phone then then that's a problem right <laughs> i mean true but it's like i guess in a i guess not known people erica honestly my feeling is we live in a world of social media we live in a world of cameras you mm-hmm. have access to a camera 24 7 and if if something's going to happen, the truth always comes out. And I don't have to go look for it. Very true. I, honestly. you know. Um, <laughs> actually, did you know after Facebook came out, it was only like... I wrote a paper about this in college, actually. It was only like two or three years after Facebook came out that then Facebook was recited in like 60% of divorce cases. I did read that because it's something like that. it's not private property. Like those are technically public messages. So the minute you're in a divorce I actually case, know. I they actually can look through know. your messages. I actually know people that got divorced over Facebook. Like they saw something or found something because of Facebook. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've I've heard the stories of someone rekindles with an old flame and suddenly leaves their husband or I wife. Know two stories it's of insane. that. Two stories it's of insane. that from 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 past. It's crazy, right? That's one version of it. Then the other one's like, oh, you get caught like cheating, uh-huh. and then there's proof of date where it's like, no, you weren't separated. So now this counts as adultery, and now alimony. Like I'm telling you, I'm not social media savvy. I mm-hmm. have to be honest. But from what I hear, you could find things out. Now, if again, I'm not the type that's going to investigate like that. It's just not in me. But it, we live in a world that the truth will come out. Oh, and, everything. And it is what it is. I've, I've known people to get caught through Venmo. Wow. Because if your Venmo's public, anybody can see who you're Venmoing. And, oh. and again, it's just like, it just gives you a name. And then suddenly you have a name. I and never heard of that do a one. Dive. See, yeah, you that's teach a my generation a one. Yeah, that's I've uh, known people. They'll be like, "Oh, I know who my ex is dating now," and I'm like, "How?" And they're like, "I saw it, him Venmo this girl." Oh wow! And then it's like you go to the girl's Instagram, then you see like, "Oh, he's liking all the photos," or you see like, "Oh, there's a photo of them together," and it's like, "Oh, okay." Like you get the whole picture. Oh boy, it goes that deep. Yeah, huh? I'm really not living with the times. <laughs> Oh so I man, like, I gotta spend the month with you. Everything. <laughs> yeah, I get. I mean, you're pretty good. You got the 360, right? On all the. I got it on the kids. I do. Yeah. So you seem pretty good. It's almost like it's better to not know. Yes and no. When it comes to your kids, it's better to know. <laughs> well, I mean, in terms of like, uh, like love and relationships, like the marriages that someone rekindled through Facebook, it's like, would that have not happened if there was no Facebook? Probably. Probably. Where it's yeah. like, if you have a breakup with someone, and it's probably especially hard for like kids in high school now and college because it wasn't as popular when I was there but it's like you're already mutual friends you're already in school you're already going to run into them all the time where it's nice when a breakup happens like if you just never saw them again it's like the easiest way to get over it yeah but now with social media it's like oh you're just going to constantly see them everywhere that is true like and eventually everybody's going to be dating a new person and then you're going to see that so it's like it just never ends you know never going to end and that actually I think it, it makes it worse it does right like uh my friend was with his parents and they ran into someone somewhere and, you know, some lady and then left and then they're all in the car and the dad goes, oh yeah, we dated like way back in the day. And the mom was like, oh really? Like no idea. 
Yeah. <laughs> and of course she had no idea. It's like, cause there's no social media, like exactly. Yeah. You know no, I mean? it's true. And it's just like, wow, I guess we ran into her once and it's like, and that's it. Like end of story. You yeah. Know? So nah. different these days. Crazy. Yeah. But, um, thank you guys for emailing in. Uh, we're loving your questions. Uh, please sure to send us questions at what's up cause pod at gmail.com. That's what's up cause P O D at gmail.com. And if you have time, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out, helps us grow. And tell a friend. If you're enjoying the podcast, tell a friend. And uh, thank you guys so much. We will talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Till next time. Bye.